Life is hard. Life with chronic, critical, and complex health concerns is even harder. We all know someone who is struggling with health issues or disability. It might even be you. And in the pain and suffering, we wonder if it's possible to move from surviving to thriving. We struggle to hope, struggle to persevere, struggle to trust that God knows what he's doing. But in the struggle, there is real hope, and it's possible to be rooted and ready to weather the storm. Welcome to the Bluestem Project Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Hello, and welcome to the Blue Stem Project Podcast. We are husband and wife team, Brandon and Amy Smith. The Blue Stem Project exists to equip and encourage you in the suffering, hardships, and trials of life by rooting you in Christ and giving you the tools you need to be ready for life's greatest obstacles. In this episode, I get the pleasure of interviewing my husband about eternal perspective in medical hardships and suffering. We know many of you struggle with questions about what happens after death and how to understand the duration of our existence. Our beliefs about time and eternity have a significant impact on how we respond to and experience suffering in medical hardship. In this episode, we get to hear from Brandon about three of the main worldviews in America, atheism, agnosticism, and Christianity. We will look at how each answer questions about time and eternity differently, and how Christianity provides not only hopeful answers, but true ones to these big questions. I am so excited about this little flip-flop that we're doing. Feels like a role reversal a little bit. Yeah, I just interviewed you, and, and now you're interviewing me. That's right. On a couple topics that are kind of passion points mm-hmm. for each of us. That's exactly right. Yeah, so Brandon is a deep thinker who is a gifted communicator to be able to share about these deep truths in ways that I always appreciate. There are so many times that I myself have questions about these things or similar things that are just deep truths. And I will often go to Brandon and ask him and we'll just sit and chat. But basically it's me sitting and listening because I just want to pick your brain and learn. And I always learn lots. So uh, now we get to do this with extra listeners. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of fun. Your so let's dive in. Okay, so I have heard you give a simple example using a dot and a line to demonstrate our existence as people. Would you explain that a little bit to our listeners? Yeah, so if you could if you could picture this, uh, picture yourself taking out a pen and you got a, a sheet of paper and you put a dot on it. If you were to look at the width of the dot from the left side to the right side uh, and picture that as our time on Earth, let's just say for sake of example, are 80 years. Uh, If you were to draw a line from that dot across the right side of your paper and put an arrow signifying that it goes on for infinity in that direction, Mm -hmm. that is the Christian answer of how long our existence is. So you have the width of the dot from left to right, our 80 years, Mm -hmm. and then you have our eternal existence or the afterlife subsequent to this. And and it's far greater than that dot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now some believe that the width of the dot is all there is to human existence. Uh, this mm. is the atheistic answer to time and eternity for mm. the human life. Uh, now, some also believe that the width of the dot is all that is certain. And here's what they mean, that the existence or non-existence of the line after the dot is either unknown or unknowable. So if you were to picture now drawing maybe like a dashed line after the mm. dot— This group of people states that there's certainty of the width of the dot, life on earth, and certainty regarding the uncertainty (laughs) about life and existence on the line. Hmm. This is the agnostic view. Yeah. So can you then maybe explain? 
explain this a little bit more and maybe go into a little bit more depth of how atheism answers the questions about time and eternity? Yeah, so here's how I, I want to do this. Um, I want to elaborate on the atheistic answer to the afterlife, but then follow that up with how does this affect the atheistic way of living in light of this now? And what do I see the result of how you would live if you believe these things when you endure medical hardship? Hmm. So again, think of the, the dot, right? The left side is zero years of age. The right side is 80. There's no line after this. Picture now if you were to take your, your piece of paper, if you drew a hard black line on the right edge of that dot, almost like as if it's a brick wall. Hmm. There's nothing that goes on during the dot that makes it beyond that brick wall or that mm. hard black line. There's nothing that translates beyond. It's this life and this life only. So think about this. The atheistic answer, uh, will I get rewarded in the afterlife for things I've done good? The answer is no. Mm-hmm. Will I or those who have committed atrocities, you know, I'm thinking you know, Jeffrey Epstein's in the, mm, news, a lot. <laughs> in the news a lot. And you think, oh, he cheated justice by committing suicide, if he really did commit suicide. <laughs> and we're not going to get into that. No. Is there, but is there punishment for someone like that mm. in the afterlife or not? Well, according to the atheistic answer, it's no. There's, there's mm. no chance that he'll be punished any differently. He just doesn't exist. Uh, there's no redemption of our fallen selves. So our bodies are aging and getting weaker and saggier, and <laughs> eventually they're going to crumble, and we're all going to die. The death rate is holding strong, strong at 100% last <laughs> I checked. Uh, there's no possibility of redemption or getting a new body. And the world has no possibility of, de- of mm-hmm. redemption either. It's this, this earth and this earth only. Mm-hmm. There's no reconciliation or knowledge mentally or experientially with God in the afterlife. And there's no reunion with loved ones. Mm. And I realize what I've just shared is a bit jarring it's and a bit sounding. depressing. But you gotta you gotta think like people and maybe some of you listening, like you really have put your eggs mm. in this basket. You believe this to be the accurate depiction or description of reality. Mm. I don't think it's a hopeful one. And I don't think it's ultimately the true one, which mm-hmm. in turn actually is hopeful that that's not the case. Right. But I mean think about just the last one I just said. You have no hope of reunion with loved ones in the afterlife. I I remember when the Sandy Hook Elementary School shootings happened. Mm -hmm. There was an article in the New York Times that said, in a crisis, humanists seem absent. So humanists are atheists, right? And the article is basically talking about how pretty much all of the families of these 20, I think they were first graders, Mm -hmm. weren't they? That's elementary, young elementary. Yeah, elementary, young elementary school that were murdered by this crazed gunman, I think six adults. But pretty much every funeral was religious in nature. Mm-hmm. And the point was, well, where are, in a society that is increasingly becoming atheistic or people are not affiliating with a religion, why are so many people turning to religion in a crisis? And, mm-hmm. and the article gave some different ideas. I think the, they quoted the atheist chaplain at Harvard who, who thought it was, well, because religion provides community. I don't, I, I don't mm-hmm. think that was the answer at all. No. I think... A big part of the answer was this. When you've just lost your child or a, your community has lost a whole bunch of children, mm-hmm. giving them the answer that they have no hope of ever seeing them again is pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. 
Now, if if that's true, then we just got to get on with the you know, that the brutal grasping truth. the brutal truth of the world and sure. that we live in and what it is. Uh, I'm I'm saying that it's not. Right. But you think about that. There's this to to go back to my analogy. You have the width of the dot is your life. This hard black line on the right side. Nothing from this life translates to the other side. Hmm. So the atheistic way, if I were to to bring this in, is that you live for the here and now because there is nothing else. Hmm. Why would you? you? You don't have an afterlife to live for. You don't have something to store up treasure for. You don't act like the Egyptian pharaohs. You don't mm. act like the Chinese emperor who, who built all the terracotta warriors. All hope is placed here. Think of all eggs in this basket. Mm-hmm. And all of these dreams that are typical to humanity, these dreams are desires for an afterlife, for reward or punishment, redemption, reconciliation, reunion with loved ones, they crash into that, that brick wall. It's kind of like throwing your eggs into a brick wall and they break. Uh, and they, oh. and they're, they're toast. It's a great analogy because it's horrible, gross sounding. <laughs> well, I, I think it's an accurate one. Right. And it's, yes, it, it's brutal. Mm-hmm. But that, we're grasping here. I'm helping you grasp what is actually going on. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. This is kind of pivoting, but not really. Mm-hmm. I'm all for trying to take care of our planet and save it and be good stewards and do the right thing. But if you have a, a naturalistic view of the existence of the earth, this is mm-hmm. the only earth there mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. So if we don't take care of this one, it's all done. Now, right. we'll get into this, but the Christian answer is like, there's going to be a new heavens and a mm-hmm. new earth. There mm-hmm. actually is going to be a redemption of the earth. Mm-hmm. It helps me understand why people do get so worked up about... <laughs> What's going on with the planet? Right. And, it's again, all, and again, I'm all for right. taking, taking care, care of things well mm-hmm. and being good being stewards, stewards of the earth. Sure. But it's so, all a here and now mindset. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you live for the here and now. This is the, the atheistic way. You create mm-hmm. your meaning and purpose by your own volition or ability now. Mm-hmm. And the result, this is what, what I would say we see, is that when suffering or hardship or the, the terrible diagnosis comes— it really rocks your boat because all your mm-hmm. eggs are in that basket mm-hmm. of this life. When you lose the ability to create your meaning and purpose like you used to mm-hmm. or you want to or you think you need to, I mean... You're rocked. You're rocked. I think it's why Richard Dawkins, he said he said this, he tweeted this out, I believe, about, I think it was 2015 because Beckett had been born and mm. you know, our son has these huge uh, disabilities and isn't able to do things and someone was talking about uh, aborting a Down syndrome baby. And he said, yeah, abort it, try again. It'd be immoral to bring it into the world if you had the choice. Hmm. Well, why would someone say something like that? Well, this this life is all there is, so you got to make every little thing count. There's, They're not eternal beings. There's no judgment hmm. later from an omnipotent being. You don't have to face the music about how you treated you know, these people. Right. So it, it was actually a pretty logical statement in light of his atheism. But painstaking um, but that's, to yeah. hear. So to, to go back, mm-hmm. the atheist, to just summarize quickly, the atheistic view, nothing after death, you don't exist. Mm-hmm. The atheistic way, you live for the here and now. And the atheistic result, when hardship comes, it really does rock your boat significantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not super hopeful. <laughs> um, so maybe kind of as we 
go a little bit to agnosticism maybe you can kind of share the contrast a little bit of how does agnosticism answer the questions about time and eternity yeah so think of this the agnostic believes that god true knowledge of spirituality uh special revelation these things are all unknown and unknowable when i say like special revelation that's what uh, Christians would say is in the Bible, or mm, other mm-hmm. religions would say in their holy books or these writings, that the divine is communicated with humanity. The agnostic believes we don't know, but then they have a high degree of certainty that we can't know. Hmm. So a lot of times it's easy to, you'll hear people talk about or say, oh, the agnostics are just uncertain, they just don't know. Well, no, they place their faith with hmm. enough certainty to act and live in their uncertainty. It's kind and of confusing. So it is a little bit, mm-hmm. but I, hopefully that explains it clear as mud. No, you explain it clearly. I'm just saying sure. it's a little confusing. Sure. So again, if you picture life as the dot, the left side is zero, the right side is 80. And then after that, there's this big kind of who knows. Hmm. We don't know what's there. And so instead of a, 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 a dark line, like I explained at the beginning for Christianity, think of maybe like a dashed line Mm -hmm. to signify that we don't really know what's going on. And there is still a pretty hard black line on the right side of that dot. There Mm -hmm. still is a a degree of of a brick wall because the uncertainty about the afterlife doesn't allow you to really place much hope or action in living as though your existence is right is eternal or more than your 80 years here. So if you die, uh, afterwards, you might exist. Hmm. You might be rewarded for good or punished for evil. Your body might be redeemed. You might get a new one. The wor- there might be a new world, but we don't really know. You might be re- re- reunited with loved ones. But again, there's this, we, we don't know and we can't know. And so the agnostic way is becomes similar to the atheistic way, mm-hmm. is that you live for the here and now because mm-hmm. this is the only certain thing that we mm-hmm. that we have or that we know. So most, if not all, hope is placed here. Pretty much all eggs are in this basket. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have one or two, in a sense, in a vain way, placed in, in somewhat, and I'm going to call it a vain hope of something mm-hmm. happening in the afterlife. Maybe I'll see my loved ones. Maybe I'll get to know God. Maybe I'll live forever. Mm-hmm. But you just don't have certainty. And so when medical hardship comes... It rocks your boat pretty significantly because, mm-hmm. again, pretty much all your eggs are in the basket of this life and this world. Mm-hmm. You've you've kind of maybe to give another picture. You've you've put a message in a bottle and chucked it in the Pacific Ocean. That's your hopes for these positive things in the afterlife, mm-hmm. knowing God, reunion with people. You're kind of hoping it's found and materialized, mm-hmm. but really, you just you don't, don't have a ton of. Assurance. Assurance or hope that that's what's going to happen. Oh, I feel like this is heavy just to hear because it's doesn't, uh, you keep saying it, but it's like, it's not very hopeful. There's not much. And the planner in me really doesn't like that idea of uncertainty and unknowing. It doesn't feel good. So why don't we jump to Christianity and looking at, yeah, how does Christianity answer the questions about time and eternity? So yeah, the Christian answer is, when we come into being at our conception, we are eternal beings. And the first mm-hmm. part of our existence, again, is signified by this dot. 
from left to right, 80 years. But after that is an eternal existence. Mm-hmm. And so there's not, in the Christian worldview, a, a thick black vertical line at the end of the dot, like the atheistic view or, or the agnostic view, um, that makes all of these, you know, redemption, reconciliation, reunion, reward, punishment, impossible. Uh, we know that our existence is eternal. So instead of a th- thinking about a thick black line at that point, think of this, a vertical red line at the end mm. of death. And what I'm signifying, this is, you know, my picture— that I'm trying to paint for you guys, this line signifies not the end of your existence, but that the time is up for you to repent of sin and place your faith in Christ for the salvation and the punishment of one's sin so that you can experience your eternal existence Mm. in, in the way that God desired or designed in his good creation human life to be perfect fellowship Mm -hmm. with him, Mm -hmm. no death, Mm -hmm. No pain, no suffering. No, no pain, no suffering. Sure. And so the Christian answer is not only is it possible that the redemption of your body could happen, that reconciliation with God could happen, that reunion with deceased loved ones could happen. It's not just that it's possible. It's that it's going to happen to mm-hmm. some degree or another. But how this happens is going to be dependent upon what you choose to believe about the person and work mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. And so... The Christian way, then, is that of first importance is what am I going to believe or decide about who Jesus of Nazareth is? Mm. Is he really the Son of God? Is, he, is my sin really a problem, and is he really the only solution? Mm-hmm. What am I going to choose to believe? That's why uh, Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15, like he said this, I delivered to you of the first importance what I also received. So he's saying, first importance here, Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures. He was buried, he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. Then he appeared to Cephas, then to the Twelve, then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. So again, first importance, and he's saying, this death and resurrection of Jesus, of which the whole Christian religion stands or falls, of whether this is historically and accurately true. Like, Mm -hmm. when I say historically true— Think of, you know, if if someone invented the time machine and we could get on it and we could actually go back, see this man, Jesus, nailed to a cross. We could get a splinter by touching it. If we stayed around, we could watch them put his body in a tomb and watch him walk out three days later, like that type of historical reality. Mm -hmm. Of first importance is, is this true? And if it's true, how am I going to respond to it? And God has has given us some very specific, and he hasn't left it a, a, a mystery of what he means or, or how. We have to place our faith or our trust in this Jesus and in his death and resurrection as a payment for sin, as historically happening, and responding by faith in him and in his actions and by repenting of our own sin, which is a turning away or recognizing, hey, who I've been and what I've become, what I've done is wrong against God. And because it's wrong against God, I need to turn from it. And, I have a, and having a sense of sorrow that you wronged God for what uh, hmm. you did. So the Christian way of first importance, what am I going to decide about this Jesus? And then if I were to move to answer some of the other questions that we've already hit on it, 
you know, explaining how atheism agnosticism mm-hmm. views these things. The Christian way is to look to God's special revelation, his verbal propositional communication, the Bible, to give us the answers about the afterlife. Because we're mm-hmm. not just going to figure it out on our own. Mm-hmm. We need outside help. help. And thankfully, God has told us a lot of things <laughs> about the afterlife. One is simply that there is one. Yeah. We don't just end at death. We're not mm-hmm. just a collection of molecules and atoms that at death mm-hmm. ceases to exist. You know, like Ecclesiastes, it says uh, that he's put eternity into man's heart. So mm-hmm. in other words, there's a reason why when you go through pretty much all of human history, people have thought about or believed in the afterlife. It's only really a relatively new phenomenon that human beings mm-hmm. think that there's maybe nothing. there's nothing going on at all. Sure. Uh, but he says, or you know, God tells us that there is a redemption or that there's a physical resurrection of all people. We're going to get new bodies. Mm-hmm. And it could be hopeful if you've believed rightly upon Christ, you're going to get a new body and you're going to get to spend it on a new earth. This is mm-hmm. heaven. God, you know, mm-hmm. things will be made perfect. If you are redeemed, or you're going to get a new body. And if you have rejected Christ, you're going to pay the penalty for your sin. And mm-hmm. God's going to place you justly in the, in the right place for you. Mm-hmm. And that's in hell. There's going to be a redemption, as I, as I mentioned earlier, of the earth. You know, global warming, whatever. You know, I don't even know always what to think about it. I don't <laughs> right, get either. into the science and mm. the details of it. But certainly, we, we have a lot of evidence that, you know, things are not going well. Mm-hmm. Right? There are a lot of uh, animals that are extinct. They ain't coming back. That's sad. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. We're overfishing the oceans. On and on and on. <laughs> the Christian answer, you know what? My hope isn't all in what happens in this Right. This earth. Because God's going to create a new one, and he's going to put me on it. Mm-hmm. So there's a redemption there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've already been hitting on it, but when I say, like, people have throughout history desired to have reconciliation with a divine being. Mm-hmm. And the Christian view says this is possible. Mm-hmm. And it's possible through the work and life of one man and then how you respond to it. Uh, I hit on reward and punishment. Like, God is just— and he's going to reward the righteous, and he's going to punish the wicked. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus even said it this way, you know, the Son of Man is going to come in his glory uh, with his Father and his angels, and he'll repay every man according to his deeds. So nothing's going to be left out or forgotten. Right. The omniscient God knows all that's happening. He'll be able to make a perfectly just uh, right. judgment. Like in Matthew 25, you know, he says, you know, these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Mm-hmm. He's saying these going to eternal punishment. He's referring to those who, uh, in their wickedness, have committed sin and then not repented and trusted Christ for forgiveness. Right. But we also, I mean, think of this. This is the, the Christian answer. Is there a possibility of reunion with loved ones? And this is mm-hmm. why people, I, I think, you know, when the Sandy Hook you know, school shooting massacre happened, gravitate towards religious mm-hmm. ceremonies because they... It is a really painful thing to have to think, oh, but just done, my first grader, no hope or no chance whatsoever of ever seeing them again. Right. And the Bible says it is very possible to see loved ones again. It often talked about when people would die in the Old Testament, they'd be gathered to their people. Mm. David, uh, the king, when his son dies, uh, 
says, I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me, meaning he's not going to come back from the dead, but I'm going to die and I'm going to go to him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see him on the other side of things. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 8, like many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. And there are other examples I could go to, but that show pretty clearly mm. that we there will be reunion with loved ones, but it's going to be based upon, right? This goes back mm -hmm. to why I, I termed it this red line at the end of your life, it, signifying time is up. What am I going to choose to believe about the person and work of Jesus? Mm -hmm. So then the Christian result about how to live when medical hardship or suffering comes is that there is a prioritization of this reconciliation with God. If you've ever wondered, like, why do Christians seem to want to talk about their faith a lot or that's important? Mm -hmm. Hopefully the last 25, 30 minutes, however long we've been talking, has <laughs> at least been enlightening to you on that front. Right. Because the vast majority of your existence is dependent upon what you believe about him. Mm -hmm. And if I, you know, Amy and I certainly believe this to be true, not just this is an idea or a flavor of ice cream that we get to choose and you get to choose. <laughs> you don't know, like this is, this is objectively true right. for everybody and we can choose to submit to it or not. We, you know, that's why it's so important to us mm -hmm. to be able to share these things with you and help you to see and to think about the person and work of Jesus when we, consider medical hardship because maybe the diagnosis you got now maybe you'll find some recovery or some remission or whatever but eventually as i said before you know the death rate's holding still at 100 mm percent -hmm. it ain't going to turn out super well <laughs> in mm -hmm. the end you're going to die mm -hmm. and the rest of your existence is dependent upon this this one belief right you could say or repenting action but here's a, here's another way that the christian result it prioritize, uh, prioritizes, prioritizes belief about Jesus. But there you do live with this sense that hardships now are not as earth-shattering because not all your eggs are in mm. this basket. Hmm. So our son Brody and I, you know, we're, we're pretty active. He loves sports. I love sports. We do a lot of hunting and fishing. I mean, he will say somewhat regularly, I, Daddy, I wish Beckett could play catch with the football with us, or I wish mm -hmm. Beckett could come... Fishing with Fishing us. or, or hunting, hunting or, mm -hmm. or whatever. And he knows the Christian answer and he believes it. And we'll say, yeah, bud, right now we have to wait for heaven for that. Mm -hmm. And so is it sad that we right. can't play catch with Beckett outside of the football? Yep. Mm -hmm. Is it earth shattering in the sense that all my eggs and hope were in this basket and now they're gone? Mm -hmm. No, I still have mm -hmm. the hope for the vast majority, 99.99999% mm -hmm. of my existence, being enjoy. able to enjoy these things with uh, my son. And so, when I, again, when I painted that picture of that hard black line at the end of, of your existence here that the atheistic view has, that nothing translates from here to there, the Christian view says, oh, not even close. Mm. I mean, think of this. In, in Matthew 6, Jesus said this, Don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, and thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Mm -hmm. So it's maybe an oversimplification, but I think it's a, a good example. We store up money in our banks. We save for retirement. Mm -hmm. it's, we take something now, we put it away to be able to enjoy it later. Like mm -hmm. Jesus is saying that we can do that mm -hmm. 
in our eternal existence. In other words, what we do on earth, and this is a whole other huge topic that's fun <laughs> to talk about, and there's a lot of you know, fun details to get into, but like, you can actually take things f- from your existence on earth and store mm-hmm. them up eternally as treasure in heaven. And your, again, your ability to be able to experience any of that positive stuff is going to first be requisite on what you believe about Jesus. Right. And then how you live, uh, you can store up uh, treasure in heaven. Mm-hmm. So hardships on this earth, again, are not as earth-shattering. I mean, think of this. In Colossians, it says, if then you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not things that are on earth. Mm-hmm. So it's a different mindset. Right. I remember when I was in freshman college before I was a Christian, uh, I had a good friend who came to know Christ, and uh, he, you know, he was saying some things. I thought, man, that's kind of interesting. But I remember, I remember he shared this verse with me at one point. He was trying to witness to me. Mm-hmm. You know, We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, what is unseen is eternal. So the Christian result is that, again, hardships now are not earth-shattering. Our loved ones, we miss them, but there's hope of seeing them again. The earth may waste away, but there's going to be a new one. Our bodies are racked with pain and eventually waste away and are going to die, but we're going to be able to get new ones. And it moves us towards prioritizing spiritual issues Mm. as of highest importance. What am I going to believe about this Jesus? And what am I going to believe about God's word that Mm -hmm. states to us what we need to know about Jesus? Yeah, I love that. Like. not that you can see this as a listener, but even Brandon in his body language as he communicates this, there's just such this excitement and passion behind the truth of this. And I love hearing this all the time from you because it does, it paints this picture. There's more. There is more in the Christian view and, and what we believe of Jesus determines that. So how should our listeners maybe process and apply what you've told us so far today. Yeah, here's maybe the the first thing, and this might come across as a little jarring, although I've kind of hit on it a little bit as we've gone, is that you need to realize that all three of the options I've shared, the atheistic view, the agnostic view, the Christian view, cannot be true at the same time. Hmm. And let that sink in. In other words, again, this isn't Hmm. flavors of ice cream. Just because you decide to believe something doesn't mean it's going to happen. I can't just decide to believe that the afterlife is like X, Y, or Z, and then somehow my belief is going to create or make this mm-hmm. occur. They, they're making mutually exclusive truth claims. They can't all be true at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now, I think I've accurately painted a picture of what is most hopeful. Mm-hmm. But even hear me say, it doesn't matter if it's most hopeful if it's not true. Right. So again, I, I think I've painted for you a picture that the Christian worldview provides more hopeful answers about the mm-hmm. afterlife than the atheistic view. Mm-hmm. But it better be true, otherwise, it's still big a waste. Deal. Why? Yeah. Why put our eggs in that basket? And I am saying, and I know we don't. You know, this is a thirty-minute podcast, and we have <laughs> all the time in the world to elaborate. But I am mm-hmm. saying, and my wife and I are saying, you know, we believe that this is true to reality, independent right. of whether we ever believed it or exist existed mm-hmm. ourselves or not. Like right. this, this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. So realize they can't all be true at the same time. And maybe here's the second step. Ask yourself if you're honestly committed to finding out what is true and embracing what is true, even if you don't like it. Because 
I think you have to have a degree of a sincerity to a desire to look into the truth if you're really going to find it. Yeah, that makes sense. And again, we're saying that when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me, I'm saying, yeah, I believe him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's telling us the truth. If you wanted a more in-depth uh, study or look into these things, uh, honestly, a great book uh, is Walking with God Through Pain and Suffering by Tim Keller. Um, yeah, we love that book. <laughs> yep, it's been great. It's been great. Here's another, here's another uh, I think, practical step I could encourage you. Acknowledge what I think I've brought out, or we've brought out as the elephant in the room, or that red line at the end of your life, and think through, am I going to make a decision about the, about the person and work of Jesus in Nazareth? Yeah. And, and or do I need to get more informed before I do that? And you need to open your Bible, find a Bible, download it on your, 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 your phone, phone. <laughs> pretty simple, uh, and read the book of John. Mm. As many times as you need to mm-hmm. <laughs> until you grasp and understand what it's saying. Mm-hmm. And I would say this, and a- Amy, her heart would follow me in this. And I'm thinking of in, in 1 Corinthians 6, it says, Working together with him then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, In a favorable time I listened to you, and in the day of salvation I've helped you. Behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. There's mm-hmm. a lot going on <laughs> in that verse, but simply at the end, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. There's no reason to, to, wait. to wait right? to think about placing your faith in Christ. You don't know if you have 60 more years. Or 60 minutes. Or 60 more minutes. Mm. Or 60 right. more seconds. Right. So don't wait. Don't wait. <laughs> Babe, thank you so much. It. I really, like from what I said in the beginning, it really is so fun for me. I could just sit and listen to you and take in so much of the knowledge that you have ahead of me learned. But also, we want to thank you for listening to this podcast of the Bluestone Project. It has been a pleasure having you. We want to remind you that the Bluestone Project exists to equip and encourage you in the suffering, hardships, and trials of the life that come with medical issues and disability. We do this by helping root you in Christ and by giving you the tools you need to be ready for life's greatest challenges. We'd be honored to take this journey with you. Please do hit the subscribe button. Tell a friend or family member experiencing health issues and medical disability about the Bluestone Project. Mm